You're listening to Real People of Orange County, and I'm your host, Kimberly Martin. This show is a fun and informative look inside the lives of Orange County's best and brightest. These are people who serve their community in a meaningful capacity on KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. Well, welcome. This is today's edition of Real People OC, and I am your host, Kimberly Martin. And I'm so excited today because we have a special global messenger in the studio with us talking about the Special Olympics, the World Games, which are going to be held in Los Angeles uh, coming up here in July the 25th of this year. And this summer's exciting. We are really thrilled. I found out about the Special Olympics through a host town discussion in Huntington Beach and Fountain Valley. And so I have brought in the studio with our global messenger, Jenny Skinner, and a special Olympian, and Marilyn Skinner, who is on the Regional Leadership Council of the Special Olympics in Orange County, and Jeff Snow, who is a World Games host town ambassador. So I'm very excited to have the two of them uh, come in and share share the information and to hear all about uh, Jenny's experience with the Special Olympics. So welcome all of you to uh, Real People OC. Thank you very much for having us today. It is a pleasure to be here, Kimberly. Thank you. Thank you very much and to let me be here today. Oh, very good. Well, so now now that we're all here together, I want you to take me back and give me a little history about what the Special Olympics is, how it started, and why it's so important, because uh, it's just a special event, and I want our listeners to know uh, the significance behind the Special Olympics. Yes, Kimberly. So way back in 1962, Eunice Kennedy went to President Kennedy to discuss uh, supporting the inclusion and acceptance of all people, especially those with intellectual disabilities, through sports. And that planted the seeds for the first Special Olympics Games, which were held in 1968 in Eunice Kennedy Shriver's backyard. Granted, her backyard is much larger than most of ours. Uh, It really started a movement that uh, took a number of, of decades to spread throughout our nation, the United States of America, and then It went global, and this summer we're looking forward to 177 nations participating in peace together in what will be the largest sporting event on the planet in 2015 and the largest humanitarian event on the planet in 2015. All at the same time. It's so significant. So there's there's quite a huge effort that goes into this. What we're going to talk about today is um, what it means to be a host town. You, Jeff, are a host town ambassador. But before we get into that, I want um, both Marilyn and Jenny to talk to me a little bit about this has been a lifelong experience for you. And I want to hear a little bit about the very beginnings, getting involved, and what it meant to you and your family to be part of the Special Olympics. Jenny first became uh, part of Special Olympics when she went to Haas School in Huntington Beach. And this opened up a lot of opportunities for her to learn sports, gain confidence in her own abilities, 
and have the opportunity to travel for different competitions in different locations. And it opened up a world of, of new experiences for her. Uh, the sports that I'm doing right now is um, swimming, horseback riding, um, downhill and cross-country skiing, and I think bowling and and golf. Well, that's that's a lot of sports. That's more than most people play in a lifetime. Obviously, <laughs> I'm a lefty. <clears throat> oh, well, that's significant then. <laughs> so, well, Jenny, how long have you been playing in the Special Olympics? How old were you when you first started? I was 11. Uh, okay, and what was your first sport when you started? Uh, swimming. So you've been predominantly a swimmer through a lot of these, right? I wasn't like a year and a half. Oh, okay. All right. Um, Mom, you can chime in anytime. <laughs> <laughs> Jenny was a year and a half when she learned how to swim. And from swimming, we went to downhill skiing at seven years old, cross-country skiing at 11 years old, and that's when she joined the uh, Special Olympic team at uh, Haas School. And they played many, many different sports, uh, floor hockey, softball, volleyball, um, Soccer, soccer, floor <laughs> hockey, basketball. Um, I can't remember the other ones. <laughs> and then she also had that opportunity doing that to do individual sports. So she would swim as an individual instead of a team sport. Equestrian was an individual sport. Uh, skiing and cross country and downhill were individual sports. So interesting. So was the program very big at that time or were you all helping to establish it here on the West Coast because it got started on the East Coast. Well, actually, um, Rafer Johnson was asked by Eunice in about 1968 to establish a Special Olympic uh, team here or, or organization here in California, which he did. And it actually, the first office was in Long Beach, California. And there were several different areas, Tri-Valley, Long Beach, and Orange County, which had the same area directors for many years, up until the 90s. Um, the ladies that had started that with Rafer were still there running their organizations, their areas. And Los Angeles, actually, the first World Games held in Chicago in 1968, Los Angeles hosted them in 1972. So this is really our second go-around at doing this, but it's going to be far better than it was then. Oh, my goodness. So it really has been that long since it's been back here on the West Coast? Well, we did winter games, but they were in Northern California, and that was in 1989. We were held at Squaw Valley. started out being only summer games, but then winter games was added to it, um, I believe, somewhere around 1981 in Stowe, Vermont. And then we alternate every two years. So it'll be summer now, two years from now will be winter, two years from now we'll, after that would be for summer. And uh, the next winter games will be held in Austria in, in 2017. So Los Angeles... A uh, really interesting story, Kimberly, in, in bidding for uh, these World Games, the uh, very large-scale uh, 
Modern World Games 2003 were held in Dublin, Ireland. Uh, U2 uh, and Bono uh, were there and performed at opening ceremonies. Uh, Four years later, the games went to Shanghai, China, where they were truly transformative to that culture. Uh, What we discovered was that many of the Asian Asian nations felt disgrace and and shame from having uh, children with intellectual disabilities and often hid them away for their lives. So today China has the largest contingency of of registered Special Olympics athletes on the planet, and we're really proud of the advancements that we've made from a humanitarian perspective through World Games. Uh, 2011, the Games were held at the birthplace of the Olympics in Athens, Greece, and we are just absolutely thrilled uh, at the spectacular World Games that Los Angeles will be hosting this summer, uh, July 25th through August 2nd. We suspect that the opening ceremonies at the L.A. Coliseum will be the greatest show of all time with the star power that Los Angeles has. Uh, We don't know who's in the lineup yet, but uh, we can tell you that it's something that you will not want to miss. Seats just went on sale this week. You can find them at la2015.org, la2015.org. The games will also be televised for the first time ever. ESPN has signed a contract to cover the opening ceremonies and closing ceremonies and will be airing two hours of highlights from the sports competition uh, throughout this this, uh, World Games experience. So, okay, that's pretty significant. Um, Marilyn, you wanted to chime in on some of those experiences. It sounds to me like you, since you've been involved for so long, did you get to attend all of those, um, Jenny, with with your family? Did you get to go and participate in all the Special Olympics? Um, some of them, not all of it, but I went to New Haven, Connecticut um, for swimming, and that was 1991, 95, and I, I got two seconds and a third for that. That's all the medals that you're wearing around your neck right now. I think yes. you should clank them a little bit so our listeners can hear uh, that extraordinary collection of medals you have. <laughs> and I, 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 I felt them. They're quite heavy. Does it hurt your neck to no, wear that many medals? No. no, you wear them proudly. I got an interview by um, John Neighbor. He was right there uh, where I was sitting down. So I got an interview by him. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) So, um, Marilyn, tell me about some of the places you've traveled to with the Special Olympics and the games that you've participated in. Well, Jenny's only been in one, which is just an incredible experience. And the opportunity to be able to be in in one is an amazing experience. Uh, It's literally drawn out of a hat. So (laughs) to be able to have that opportunity is fantastic. So... Do you age out of this, or how does it work? No, there's no age out of it. Competition starts at 8, and you can go until 100 if you still feel like doing sports. So when they pair up the athletes, are they paired by age at all, or how does that work? No, it's ability and age, and, and female or male. Okay, all right. 
That's good. And it sounds to me like it's very similarly structured to the Olympics if you're doing the two-year on and off and um, very similar structure. It is, and it's very competitive. Intellectually disabled does not mean physically disabled. So uh, in Los Angeles for World Games, you can look forward to seeing some tremendous feats of, of human performance. And in fact, Kimberly, here in Orange County, our Special Olympics Orange County chapter serves 2,200 Special Olympics athletes, but only three qualified for World Games. So uh, it's really the most elite uh, of the Special Olympics athletes that will be be setting new world records in Special Olympics. And you can look forward to, again, some really great performances uh, in the spectacular background of, of Los Angeles, the Coliseum. The World Games will be larger than the 1984 Summer Olympics, and we think will uh, be exciting for everybody in Southern California, especially those communities that have been specially selected to serve as host towns uh, prior to the Games ever beginning. Go ahead. The actual competitions are going to be held all over the Los Angeles area, from uh, Long Beach up to Griffith Park, SC, UCLA, Loyola, Marymount. If people wish to go and uh, see the competitions, go to 20LA2015.org and look at the sites for the uh, different competitions, and then they're all free. Very interesting. So now, did you try out this year to compete, Jenny? No. Do you, how does a decision made for an athlete that's, that does this to t- whether they want to try out or not? Is it the sports that are being played at the events, or how does that work? First of all, they have to win a gold medal at the last competition. That's the first priority. Okay. But it starts off in Washington. They have all the different states. That sounds rough. <laughs> starts out in Washington. They have all the states in one hat, and they have all the sports in one hat. And they pick out a state and they pick out a sport. So they may pick out, as Orange County got a golfer, they picked out a male golfer and they picked out Southern California because we are separated, Northern California and Southern California. And so then when it came to Los Angeles, they put the gold medal winners from the competitions for male uh, golfers in a hat and they selected a person. Oh my goodness, that's intense. <laughs> it is. It's uh, you're very lucky when you get selected. Oh my my. Okay, so this is challenging. Where? How many athletes will be participating in the games of this? Um, or did I already say that and miss it? Okay, I haven't. I haven't messed up yet. No, no, no. So there will be ten thousand uh, global Special Olympics delegates coming to Los Angeles next month, Kimberly. 7,000 athletes and 3,000 coaches. But just like many of us follow our children to their different sporting events, many of their family members and friends will be coming, most of them for their first time ever to the United States. So uh, we expect uh, in excess of 50,000 foreign visitors coming to Los Angeles, and the World Games is expecting more than half a million people to come and be fans in the stands and support our Special Olympics athletes. So Jenny, I have a question for you. What does it mean to you to be a global messenger for the Special Olympics? 
I was um, spoken to um, 92 when I first started doing Gopal Messenger and it's fun um, to be a, um, being um, good friends for everybody else but um, I have been since a long time and I have been speaking and especially the um, have a good friends for everybody and I like to because um, I have one coming up next week as a go from messenger program An another appearance <laughs> yes. you've been a busy busy lady haven't you <laughs> well actually I didn't know about this because um, Jeff and Ed told me I'm going to be on the 4th of July parade for the whole city of Huntington Beach very on the on the float. Very exciting. <laughs> so this really is an exciting enhancement to the host town programs of Fountain Valley and Huntington Beach. The largest 4th of July parade in America is in Huntington Beach, and it is nationally televised to a very broad audience of, of millions. So we are really thrilled with the generosity and giving of our communities towards World Games and uh, we will be having a float that is going to be absolutely star-studded. Uh, on our float will be Ed Arnold, uh, the honorary chairman of the Fountain Valley Huntington Beach programs, and Ed was one of the founding members of Special Olympics Southern California along with Rafer Johnson. And to repeat that name, Rafer Johnson himself will be on our float in the 4th of July parade. And Rafer won the gold medal in the Olympics decathlon in 1960 and was the uh, very, very uh, lucky and select individual to light the Olympic torch at the 1984 Summer Olympics. Joining Rafer Johnson will be Misty May, uh, the greatest volleyball player of all time and another gold medalist, and our third uh, Olympic gold medalist will be Amanda Freed, who won a gold medal in softball in 2004. And Amanda has close roots to Orange County, uh, being born in Fountain Valley and, and raised in the Huntington Beach and Garden Grove area. Our three Special Olympics athletes that will be competing in World Games are going to be joining them on the float. And of course, it would not be complete without our designated global messenger Jenny Skinner who's who's here with us this morning and Jenny uh, will be speaking to the press and to the TV cameras she is specially trained through Toastmasters and the Gavel Club and certified as a global messenger and has made appearances in public and and has been our voice uh, in Huntington Beach and Fountain Valley ever since we were selected as a host town last year Okay, you girls are giggling over there. Anything you want to share? I have spoken to UCLA, USC, UCI, the IRS, and the FBI. <laughs> How did you get all those acronyms down so well? <laughs> well, I have been going um, that school. I went over here. That was at UCI um, preschool, and that was a long time ago. You spoke in Eleanor Wynn's class two times. Mm-hmm. Oh, very exciting, very exciting. And then you spoke into the MBA program here several times. 
for the C4C program. Oh, very good. All right. Well, so we might have to have you back for some of these other things you're involved in. Right. <laughs> so, okay, if you're just tuning in, this is Kimberly Martin, and I'm your host of Real People OC. We air each and every Thursdays from 4 to 5. We've been here for quite a while. I thank you for joining us. I have some very loyal listening um, audience, and so I appreciate you so much. I'm so pleased to be joined today by Global Messenger for the uh, World Games Special Olympics, Jenny Skinner, and also with Regional Leadership Council um, for the Special Olympics in Orange County member, Marilyn Skinner, and then a World Games Hometown Ambassador for Huntington Beach and Fountain Valley, Jeff Snow. They are sharing with us what, um, what the Special Olympics are, who, um, who, who they serve, and then we're also finding out about some of the wonderful events leading up to the Special Olympics, which are held in L.A. Um, we've got some home, like the what we're calling the host town experience, Jeff. Maybe you can tell us a little bit about that. So if people want to get involved here locally in Huntington Beach and Fountain Valley, they can know what's going on then. Sure. Host town is an incredible enhancement to the World Games events and experiences. And host town is going to welcome our 7,000 athletes and 3,000 coaches to our local communities three days before the opening ceremonies begin in Los Angeles. And here in Orange County, we are delighted that 10 uh, select cities were uh, have become engaged in the host town and will be hosting delegations uh, usually of more than 100 people from one or more nations. Huntington Beach is excited to be hosting the entire delegation from Australia, which is 120 people, and Fountain Valley is thrilled to be welcoming their Dutch visitors from the Netherlands, which is 117 athletes and coaches. And what host town is, Kimberly, is really four things that it can do. Number one, we will be representing the United States of America to the world in welcoming the world. And Again, it's not just the athletes and coaches coming, but their family members and friends. And for many of them, this will be their very first impression ever of our country. And as we all know, uh, the world doesn't always perceive our country the way that it is. So for us to be able to show them our warmth and our goodwill and our love, we think that it can do a tremendous amount to promote cross-cultural understanding and world peace. Uh, the second thing that it does is it enriches the communities that are engaged in ho host town. In Huntington Beach and Fountain Valley, there's been an outpouring of support, and it's been so collaborative. Uh, our great service organizations like the Rotary Club, Kiwanis, Lions Club, all involved in working together to welcome the world. We have churches involved. We have uh, chambers and, and visitors bureaus, everybody working together uh, on our local organizing committee or host town committee to prepare the many, many different things that are necessary. Uh, the meals, cultural activities that we're going to share, transportation, accommodations, uh, medical care in the event that somebody needs it, and uh, my thanks to uh, my co-chairs, Rob Frizzell, Janine Loudenbach, and Noha Hresh, and all of the many community members, including four uh, former or sitting mayors 
uh, who have taken leadership roles to make Host Town happen. Uh, what else Host Town is going to be able to do is create a memorable three-day experience. In fact, we in Huntington Beach and Fountain Valley want our athletes and coaches to remember these three days even more than the World Games where they're competing. Don't know if that's possible, but we are planning just a, a, an all-out wonderful time for them. Uh, every meal is going to be special with different community volunteers. We're going to have a beach night with, with our famous uh, bonfires and making s'mores. And we want volunteers from the community. We want you out in this audience to reach out to us and find out how you can get involved. The last thing that this does is, is the most important, and that's uh, exposing more people to working with our Special Olympics athletes. I cannot tell you how much uh, my life has been enhanced and how much love I feel for Jenny Skinner uh, and all the athletes that I've had the opportunity to work with. It's one of those things where you feel like you're giving of your time and your volunteerism, but you realize that you get much, much more than you give. So Host Town is, is helping us to achieve all these things in a spectacular way. And there are 10 host towns throughout Orange County. Uh, we're delighted that uh, where we're sitting here in Irvine, they have a robust host town program uh, welcoming Korea, uh, Newport Beach, Costa Mesa, um, Fullerton, Anaheim, Orange, Lake Forest, Laguna Hills, and Mission Viejo. Mark Nix and his team down there doing a great job, uh, kind of our sole South County uh, city. But again, we're delighted that 10 uh, communities have, have stepped up to help welcome the world, share their resources, share their love, and create a great three-day experience for the athletes so they can get acclimated to our time zone and that they can learn about the, the love and goodwill of, of Americans before they all head up to Olympic Village on January, on, on July 25th. So do many of these um, travelers and athletes and coaches stay with families that are hosting them in their homes? Or are they all staying in hotels and whatnot? They will be staying either in hotels or on college campuses in the dorms. Oh, okay. No private homes. No private homes. Okay, so it's quite extensive. So your opportunity to really share our culture with them and our hospitality is through the meals and whatnot that you're doing. Is there any opportunity for the public to be involved in this, or are there ceremonies in host towns that will be happening? Great question, Kimberly. There is room and opportunity for everyone to be in, involved in World Games and to make a difference on our planet and to make a difference in celebrating the differences of our intellectually disabled. So some events that are coming up, uh, 4th of July, our float uh, with all of our Olympic gold medalists, our world game athletes, Ed Arnold and Jenny Skinner, uh, come out and, and cheer that on and celebrate the birth of, of our great nation. Uh, on July 20th, the Olympic torch will be coming through Orange County. The police departments have been incredibly uh, supportive partners of Special Olympics for many, many years, and uh, they will be taking turns holding that torch. And it is actually coming across the U.S. right now. I think it's somewhere around uh, Pennsylvania or Ohio. But on July 20th, 
the torch that will light the Olympic flame in the Coliseum will be coming into Orange County through Huntington Beach and Fountain Valley, and we'd love to have you come out and line the streets and cheer that on. On July 21st, that's when all the delegations will be coming, all 10,000 athletes and coaches. And each host town is planning a very special welcome celebration. The buses that will be coming from LAX into Fountain Valley, into Huntington Beach, into Irvine will have a planned route. And we'd love to see thousands of you cheering on and welcoming those athletes and coaches, waving the U.S. flag in one hand, waving the national flag of the delegation in the other, and really making them always remember what it was like to roll into their host town and feel the love of every, of everyone. For those next three days, July 21st through 24th, there'll be nine meals that volunteers can help prepare and can help serve. Each town will have their own cultural activities. Many of our Orange County cities are having a night at the Orange County Fair. So to go out and meet these athletes and give them hugs, and they love hugs just like like you and I do, uh, can help make a difference. Um, And then, of course, the opening ceremonies, we expect to be fully sold out in the Coliseum, but there are 25 sporting events all over Los Angeles and Long Beach and Griffith Park, as Marilyn mentioned, and we need fans in the stands, so we hope that you'll consider coming out and bringing your family out to participate in this and, and, and to volunteer for it. And those of you that are in a position and, and feel inspired to give, uh, World Games is, is still needing financial support to accomplish everything that they want to. And it's very easy to donate on our website at la2015.org. Uh, we've had some great corporate sponsors step up in Huntington Beach and Fountain Valley, our, our title sponsor, Hyundai Motors of America, uh, incredibly generous and very involved in leadership on our committee. Rainbow Environmental Services, a Republic Services company, is our presenting sponsor. And the RJ Mayer Corp, who uh, owns the Waterfront Hilton Resort and Hyatt Resort, where the Australian athletes will be staying, uh, is our Olympic torch sponsor. And thanks to them and all of our gold medal, silver medal, and bronze medal sponsors for stepping us to allow us to share our resources to welcome the world in a way that's truly going to be memorable. It's such a huge undertaking. It's spectacular. How long ago does everybody start preparing for something like this? So really at the Athens-Greece 2011 World Games, uh, our CEO of World Games, Patrick McClenahan, attended that and through some great volunteer work of executives at Deloitte and Touche, uh, a bid package was put together uh, that took many, many months to prepare, uh, very similar to bidding for uh, a regular Olympics Games. And what really closed it was the executives from, from uh, Global Special Olympics came to visit Los Angeles to see the venues and and to learn about the communities and whether or not they would would be welcoming of host town. Uh, But they were brought to a L.A. Lakers game at Staples Center. And uh, the World Games colors 
were, were flashed on the big screen. Kobe Bryant uh, did the Reach Up LA along with the rest of the team members and many Special Olympics athletes and welcomed those, those officials. And uh, much thanks to, to Kobe and Rafer Johnson and, and everyone else, uh, they were inspired that Los Angeles is a place uh, with a big heart and a lot of compassion and uh, Orange County and, and our host towns. And uh, we are thrilled that we were selected uh, to hold what, what again, is going to be the largest sporting event on the planet and the largest humanitarian event on the planet in 2015. So it's been a, a half a decade process to get to where we're at today. So interesting. Can you comment for me on the logo that you have here? You know, we're used to that iconic Olympic rings logo. And I'm so struck by, A, what you've brought here into the studio. You can tell me a little bit about the ring, but also um, the symbols um, that the logo presents to us. That's a great question that I'm so glad that you asked, Kimberly. Our logo is so symbolic and full of meaning. And uh, you can see it uh, on billboards and television commercials. It is multicolored, and those colors are really significant. They represent the 177 different nations, different cultures, different colors, different religions, all coming together in peace. The figure inside of the ring has uh, both arms raised in what we call reach-up. Uh, LA pose and really that's a, a symbol of Special Olympics our athletes whether they come in first place or come in eighth place when they cross the finish line they throw their arms up in victory and one arm stands for courage and it takes a lot of courage when you're a little different to, to go out and, and, and compete and do your best the other arm is determination and our athletes practice very very hard they take their sport seriously so both arms raised uh, is something that, that you'll see more and more of, and uh, we'd love for you to do it. Uh, it feels good. Courage, determination, victory. And perhaps most important about our logo is the ring itself and the figure inside the ring because our sole purpose at Special Olympics is to promote the inclusion and acceptance of all people. And it's about belonging. And we live in a world that's so divisive, the right against the left and uh, blonde hair uh, against brunettes and uh, a world that excludes people uh, and makes membership in, inclu uh, exclusive. What we're about at Special Olympics and World Games is giving everybody that wonderful sense that they belong, even though they're a little bit different. So the circle of inclusion is critical to our logo and it really denotes and reflects that at Special Olympics and at World Games everyone belongs and we celebrate everyone's differences and that's really what makes life interesting and fulfilling. So true. Marilyn, I was going to ask you to reflect a little bit more on uh, Eunice's intent behind the Special Olympics. You are a mother of a Special Olympian but also a special needs child. Um, what has it meant to you that somebody saw fit to put this in place? And tell me a little bit about um, how you might relate to her experience. 
Eunice was an incredible person. Uh, not very often does one person have the opportunity to start a program that affects everybody worldwide. Many of us say, oh, we'd like to do this or we'd like to do that. But she, in fact, did exactly what she wanted to do. She started a program inclusively for persons with disabilities. Her sister had a disability, and she started in her backyard. And from there, it has gone across the nation, and it has gone around the world. And many children, not children, adults, um, have this opportunity to go out and compete and you see their the light come in their eyes and the abilities that they can do. It translates not just to the sports field, but their courage within themselves to go out and find jobs and to be out in the community. And their parents find uh, friendships within those parents that are belonging with their children. It just, it's an outreach that can't be stopped. And it's just a fantastic opportunity. It has made a big difference in our life and in Jenny's life and the lifelong friends that she's made through the years. I absolutely love that you said it's an outreach that cannot be stopped. Um, I want to pause for a minute to say that if you're just tuning in, this is Real People OC, and I'm your host, Kimberly Martin, and we air each and every Thursdays from 4 to 5 here at 88.9 FM in Irvine, KUCI. And KUCI is really pleased to have you here. Um, I loved how you walked in and were amazed by uh, the, the vinyl mm. collection on the walls and whatnot. Um, so just to recap, we have with us Global Messenger Ginny Skinner. And Marilyn Skinner is Regional Leadership Council Special Olympics of Orange County member. And then we also have with us Jeff Snow, World Games Host Town Ambassador. It's such a it's such an important message that you're sharing, and I think it's pretty significant that you've been entrusted to do so. Um, if you could let everybody listening know, especially families that don't have a special needs child, but have that have children that that don't have adversity that they have to 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 um, experience, they can go out and play whatever sport they want and. You know, what what can we tell those families and what can be gained for them by participating in the Special Olympics? Marilyn, that question is to you and to Jenny. Special Olympics has the opportunity for youth and adults, uh, parents, to come out, bring your child, visit Special Olympics competitions, uh, work it, come out and work, volunteer. You'll end up getting way more back than you give. Believe me, you'll walk away from that saying, I had no idea these athletes could do that. Uh, you'll see the, the joy in their face and the camaraderie between the different athletes. It, it's just a heart-lifting, positive experience, and, and we all need those positive experiences in our life. And I'm amazed after almost 50 years of being here that people still say, when's the next competition? they don't realize that our athletes train year-round. So it's um, it's out there. Come out and join us. Come to, come to Long Beach this weekend. A chapter games for summer will be held at Long Beach State College starting Saturday, Saturday and Sunday. Come out. Watch them. Have an idea of what's going to happen at World Games because it's going to be a lot of fun. I was uh, telling my, my one of my kids I won't rat out who, who so <laughs> um, 
she was explaining to me, I was telling her I was coming to do this interview today and I was telling her a little bit about the Special Olympics and she goes, Mom, does that make you uncomfortable? And I said, does what make me uncomfortable? And she goes, well, you know, sometimes I feel uncomfortable and I don't know how to be around a special needs child. And it was such an honest question from a young child. I really want to answer that question for her and I want us to try to answer that too because it's such a natural um curiosity but it doesn't come natural to everybody to know how to communicate with the special needs people in our lives and I think if we could do anything today and especially like you said it's a humanitarian effort um, we can help each other understand and that's that's what I hope to do here in the show and let's talk a little bit about that and what we hope to achieve through events like this if we can I'd like to add one quick thing before Jeff all of us have a disability not anyone anywhere has everything perfect. Everybody has a disability, whether it's visual, hearing, uh, not good at math. Maybe you can't do sports. Everybody has a failure, not failure, but a less than best in some areas of their life. Our children just have a little bit more that they have to overcome, but they do overcome. And your friendship and the more that you accept them for who they are, not your pre-preceived ideas, uh, meet somebody. I think the younger the opportunity for all of our children to get together and, and learn to communicate, the better off everybody will be. Whether they're in a wheelchair, they use crutches, whether they have a learning disability, it's everybody needs to accept everybody for their different challenges. Very well said, Marilyn. And I think that the real lesson is we're all people and we all are capable and have abilities and we all have challenges. Uh, one of our host towns, Lake Forest, uh, Mayor Scott Voits is, is very supportive of World Games and Scott's been in a wheelchair for many, many years. But his great leadership abilities have helped him to overcome that uh, this is really the lesson that our Special Olympics athletes teach us, that with their disabilities, they are so able. They have such ability uh, looking beyond uh, their intellectual disabilities, and they accomplish so much, and they make all of our lives better. Jenny is uh, very similar to uh, my daughter, Brooke. Uh, they love the same things. Uh, Jenny's favorite things are going to Disneyland and going to the movies and and bowling and hanging out with her friends and uh, uh, very similar to my daughter and and I think uh, just be a person and be yourself now sometimes with with the disabled people stare and people point and what's wonderful about world games is we want you to come and we want you to stare and we want you to point and we want you to raise your arms and reach up and we want you to cheer and celebrate the accomplishments that are going to be made. Jenny, did you have something you wanted to say? Uh, my special friend, uh, Rebecca Nerney, and I are going to the uh, World Games, and we're going to be as a volunteer for that. You're both going to volunteer for the event? Okay. Yeah. Very good. And... Um, what will be keeping you busy? What will you be doing as a volunteer? Do you know yet? Or do you I'm get appointed a special job? Just 
talking um, the athletes, I hope maybe they, I hope they win because that's only the courage they have. Is the encouragement from the audience. Right. Right. Oh, it's been, it's been uh, great hearing about uh, all that's accomplished. If you can reflect back, <clears throat> well, I didn't ask you, Jeff, how long you've been involved in Special Olympics, but um, Marilyn, you've been involved for quite some time. If you can reflect back on, on that time, can you tell me, as a mother of a special needs child, how important this was to you and your family in raising your daughter? Special Olympics has given Jenny the opportunity to grow as a person and to gain confidence in her own abilities. She's traveled. Not always I have been there. I mean, she has been with her team. When she went uh, back to Connecticut, I didn't travel on the plane. She went with the team. Uh, she didn't. I didn't stay with her. I went back there. I was someplace else, and I got to see her when she competed. Um, it's a growing experience. It's they learn how to depend upon themselves and know that they they have the abilities to be able to cope without a parent. Um, they make friendships. It's just it's a it's a life changing opportunity for them. So if anybody's listening and they have a special needs child in their lives, what can you give them in terms of advice for getting involved in a program like this? Even if their child isn't athletic, uh, what, can, what can one hope um, from the experience when just starting out? What in, Help inform some new parents that might want to offer this to their child, their special needs child. There's many different sports programs, speaking of sports, and not all of them are Special Olympics. And as they are growing up, when they are younger, they can go out and do soccer, and they can do challenger baseball, and they can do some of the other sports. But hopefully, they will also start joining Special Olympics. They can do more than one sport at one time. As they grow up, their friends that they have made during their Special Olympic years are going to be their friends for the rest of their lives. The athletes that they are on teams with that are not Special Olympics are going to be friends, but they're going to go off and have their own life. They're going to get married. They're going to get jobs. They're going to go to college. They're, they're not going to be there as a day-to-day -day person that can uh, help their friend, talk to their friend, go out and have fun together. So by joining Special Olympics your child, your neighbor's child, your family friend down the street, they can all um, join the, the family of Special Olympics and, and create these friendships that are going to last a lifetime. It's very important. So important, I know. Um, you, you've mentioned many times, Jeff, that this is one of the largest humanitarian efforts um, uh, concomitantly happening with one of the largest athletic events. Comment on the importance of the humanitarian component, would you? Sure, Kimberly. The largest group of disabled people on the planet are the intellectually disabled. Four million people that are so dear and so wonderful that oftentimes are forced to the margins of society. And with Special Olympics and World Games, we're not relegating them to the margins of society. We are putting them smack dab in the middle and making them the stars. And L.A. has a lot of rock stars, 
and a lot of movie stars, but this summer, the real stars are going to be our Special Olympics athletes, and we need your help to promote their stardom and to be a fan in the stands and to cheer them on and to help them feel that sense of belonging and that sense of wonder and accomplishment and achievement that we all uh, feel fulfilled with. And please come out uh, to Los Angeles. Please come out to the host towns throughout Orange County and get involved. Your life will become more star-like with your volunteering and with your efforts. And as Marilyn said, you'll get so much more out of it than you put into it. Uh, Our intellectually disabled uh, Jenny Skinner they are the most wonderful people uh, that I've ever met, and they've made my life so much better. And I love you, Jenny. There's also many different levels of sports available. So it's not just the A-level top runners and top swimmers. There's a level for everybody who has a sports need. They can come out. They can be a, a C. They can be a flotation in the pool, a walker in the pool. They can swim the 100 meter. They can, there's just so many different levels of sports available for all of the youth and and young people to go out and do. So give your child the opportunity to join a sports group and and gain some camaraderie with their friends during the day. Get away from us parents. (laughs) Oh, that's, there's some truth to that. So, Jenny, uh, tell me what your favorite part about being a global messenger is right now. And also, um, a, well, you, we'll, we'll start with that. How about that? I was, um, 1992, uh, when I first spoke a long time, um, I did remember I met only one. He was um, 91, and he spoke. His name is Paul Hoffman, and I met him. A long time before that. He was a Special Olympian, Paul Hoffman? He was yeah. the first global messenger trained in California. Oh, I see. And lives here in Orange County. Oh, my goodness. Okay. And do you get to see Paul often? Is he going to um, be a part of Sometimes. Thing? Sometimes I do. Very good. And um, what is your favorite part about Special Olympics when, when you attend? What's your favorite thing to see and do? Well, I'm... I'm really glad um, my (laughs) well because I have only three friends who went to um, world games I bet you have a lot more than three friends mom's shaking her head yes (laughs) Pete Waldron uh, did the Alaska from Dunhill skiing I was proud of him for that and Rebecca Nurney she did from horses up the um, Indianapolis and my other girlfriend is very special um, Stephanie Hardy and she went to Ireland and she got uh, three gold medals for that and Julie Edwards went to Austria and Cheryl went to uh, Canada Mm -hmm. (laughs) mm-hmm So interesting. 
Well, I'm so excited that I had all of you in the studio today to tell us about the Special Olympics. And I love especially that you want the fans to come out and participate. And, you know, everybody's always asking. I, people ask so much, what can I do? What can I do? And I listen <clears throat> I listen to a lot of talk radio. And it's funny. Everybody always tells the story, but they don't ever give somebody something very specific that they can do. And it's really frustrating to me. How do you get involved? How do you get involved? And clearly, this is such an easy, um, easy opportunity. Just go and and be an audience member if this is something that moves you and participate in that way because it sounds to me like that's that's really what is necessary is that beautiful exchange between uh, audience and athlete. Uh, that exchange is what makes everybody really feel that deep sense of fulfillment, right? It, it really is, Kimberly. It's, again, promoting the sense of belonging and the sense of stardom for our World Games athletes and and. We need cheering, and we need your arms raised up in, in, in the reach-up pose. Determination, courage, achievement, victory. Come out and be part of it. World Games, LA 2015, uh, likely won't come back for a century in our lifetimes. So this summer, July 25th through August 2nd, is your opportunity to be involved, to say for the rest of your lives, that I was there, that I made a difference, that I celebrated the difference by cheering, by being a fan in the stands, or by doing other volunteer activities. And it's really easy to uh, enroll as a volunteer. Uh, just go to la2015.org, and the very first pop-up on the home page will give you the opportunity to register as a volunteer and so many different things that that uh, you can do uh, or that we can direct and influence our children to do so that at a very young age uh, they can realize that, that, that service to others um, is really service to themselves and, and to humanity. May I add that if you have an athlete that wants to join Special Olympics, go to SOSC.org. And type in registration forms, athlete, or if you want to volunteer. Also, right here in Orange County, there are many opportunities to work with our local council. So if you have some expertise in an area, whether it be translation or uh, being a coach or joining and just being a volunteer or whatever work you think you might be able to give to our local organization, please call Orange County Special Olympics. They'll find something for you to do. I love that component, the translating. Whoa, that's significant. And certainly here on the campus, we could find some interested people available during the summer if they didn't all um, make their way back home. Um, it's been a delightful hour spending time with you, Global Messenger Jenny Skinner and uh, Regional Leadership Council Marilyn Skinner and World Games Host Town Ambassador Jeff Snow. I'm so thankful that you took the time to come down and share this really important story with us. It's been a, an absolute pleasure and, and an honor. And uh, we thank those loyal listeners of Kimberly's program. Uh, this is one of those programs that really highlights the, the good things that are going on in our world. When so much talk radio and so much news uh, is focused on the bad things, it's wonderful uh, to know that, that hearts are open and that we have compassion and that we 
we have care for others and service to others. So it's been a great pleasure to be a part of this. Thank you, Kimberly. Thank you very much. And I hope you have a great time. And thank you. And the world is coming. Are you? (laughs) Did you say the world is coming? Are you? I love that. That's a fabulous tagline. That's that's very well said. And the world is coming. And uh, will you be there? That's a great question. Thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you.